Hello. It's Nia and Trent from the Trident Network's Tournament Podcast. We just wanted to pop in and tell you about the Tourney Pod, where each week we pit different pieces of pop culture against each other in a March Madness-style tournament. We try to cover everything, from movies to TV shows to music to random stuff, like our hotly contested best pasta shape bracket. You can listen to the Tournament Podcast and all other Trident Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll become an attorney at Pod soon enough, and remember, may, may the, the thing with, with the, the most votes win. Oh my god, hi! Welcome back to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians watch and review Disney movies from the perspective of adults. First, I want to thank everybody who has been listening to us. We are getting great interactions on all platforms, and I am really, really grateful. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Second, I did want to take a moment to plug our Instagram, at Disney.adult.podcast. That is Disney Adult Podcast, but where you would normally put a space, go ahead and put a period. Uh, We have little teaser trailers for our episodes, and it's a great way to follow and interact. Uh, This week, we'll be discussing the Goofy movie, maybe a hidden gem for anybody who wasn't a child in the 90s or who had children in the 90s um, that would have maybe watched this. And I am so, so happy to be joined by Adisa Williams and Jasmine Robinson, uh, two friends and comedians I love. We met doing the IO sketch team, um, you know, in the before times, and it was so nice to catch up with them over this movie. Uh, and they cracked my shit up. So without further ado, here we go. So hello, Jasmine. How are you? I'm doing well, Dan. How are you? Doing oh, very well. Doing very well. <laughs> chugging Red Bull. Doing very well. Nothing is nothing is more pleasant to listen to than the sound of a stranger gulping water (laughs) or in this case fuel engine um thank you so much for joining me we do potentially have a surprise guest uh joining us uh adisa who is um running a little bit late and potentially could have some issues and not show up at all (laughs) so (laughs) we'll see how it goes honestly and that's what life is about is adjusting to curveballs you're just um, waiting for like you know in an improv scene when the third person walks into the scene you're like I wasn't expecting this but like me let's wing it yeah me <laughs> me trying to workshop my southern waiter with a facial tick character that nobody wants or ever asked for and today we're we're talking about a goofy <laughs> movie uh, had you seen a goofy movie before we watched it for this podcast yeah I think I so it came out in like 1995 because I also did research on this that's just I'm a Capricorn okay. this is how that goes okay. I, lo- um, I love to hear the commitment <laughs> and I was probably nine or ten because my family did not take us to movies we would see them when they like rerun on like Disney or whatever oh yeah mm-hmm. um so I do remember seeing it like probably in my living room when I was maybe 10 or ish and was it a movie that you because I don't think I have ever f- there were parts of this movie that were so familiar to me that I must have seen it, but I don't remember it. Like it doesn't, I don't think I watched it enough for it to be a movie of my childhood. Um, I feel like it resonated with me a lot because it was a lot of the culture they put in there. Like, yeah, 
power line was like a mixture of Michael Jackson, Prince, and Bobby Brown. And I was like, he, I immediately recognized that. Power line is so cool. Power line, like every time there was a power line song on this, I was like, this could be a hit. Like this. <laughs> and I noticed, and I knew Tevin Campbell from that eight, that one song, Can, you, Can I Talk to You or whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. I remembered that song, but I was like, why wasn't whoever wrote power line songs should have been writing Tevin Campbell's music. Yes. Because these were hits. Um, so then as you, so you rewatched it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, were there any things that you, anything that changed when you watched it as an adult or like anything that you noticed right off the top? I mean, of course we'll go through the plot and get into it, but was there yeah. anything? So I've been like on a TikTok kick and I finally mm-hmm. got past the algorithm of like, tweens dancing in booty shorts it's and i it's the default algorithm i'm like guys (laughs) help me out here um and i got into i found myself into like the feminist kind of strange of tiktok Mm -hmm. so like her perspective is who i like devour her stuff all the time so i came in the mindset of uh take down the patriarchy (laughs) (laughs) yeah every little thing i noticed in there i was like oh well okay this is this is problematic now it is it it is bonkers because I have as somebody who like um, well, another question we're gonna ask you in a moment is I I would guess I would qualify as a Disney adult hence the podcast but I'm not somebody who watches these movies over and over again I'm more so just like kind of would go to Disney World every year if I could I like I think I'm a theme park fan more than a Disney mm-hmm. fan and they just happen to do it the best. Um, but as we were rewatching these movies, every single one, on one hand, they are so nostalgic and I do love them so much. Mm-hmm. And then on the mm-hmm. other hand, as a thinking adult who's a little more awake now, yeah. I I do watch it. It tends to be like. That did not age well. <laughs> Let me tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> nope. Really quick. In that was. I was watching Pocahontas at the gym today for <laughs> the episode tomorrow, the where we're gonna record tomorrow. And Pocahontas was uh-huh. my favorite as a kid. So in any scene, I can go from oh, ooh, oh, mm-hmm. it, it just never. It's yeah, it's a different. It is fully, fully me. different. Do you? That's a great question for the podcast because I think this is an incredibly personal thing. Some people mm-hmm. can watch those things and recognize them, and then also not have it affect their whole experience with the movie. And then yeah. we've had other people on the podcast who are like, "This, I don't like this movie anymore because now that I've watched it through adult eyes and no more, it just I can't, I can't escape from it." But when I, I don't want to like ruin it because I don't want to jump ahead, so I'll say it in the plot. But one okay. thing happened where I was like, I love this part so much more now because I see it through a different perspective, okay. which is going to be, you're going to be like, oh, it sounds really profound. It fucking is not. Oh, sorry. I don't know if you can swear. <laughs> you it absolutely can. <laughs> okay. It is not profound at all. But when, when I tell you what it is, <laughs> you'll be like, okay. Okay. Good, good, good. Well, let's jump right into the plot. And uh, there's a couple things okay. I say before I read this. One, I am reading this plot directly from Wikipedia. So if there's anything that's mm-hmm. wrong in this plot, that is not my fault. And two, I do have a fifth grade reading level. So <laughs> this is not one that I have pre-read. So I will probably fuck it up. Um, Whenever I had to read out loud, like in class, I would stop reading and just start making up a story. That's how much I hated reading out loud. It, and you know what took me so long to realize about that? It's like, we're not idiots. 
we just are slow readers. Like some, like my husband can scan a page. I was 28 before I realized people didn't read every word in their head, mm-hmm. like pronouncing every word in their head. He's like, why don't you just mm-hmm. scan the page? I was like, I never what? even occurred to me you could do that. No, nope. um, I still can't. I can try it. But then by the end of it, I only understand half of what happened. Exactly. Um, so let's see if we can understand at least half of what happened here. Goofy is a single father of a 14-year-old son, Max Goof, with whom he has a tense relationship due to Max's fear of turning into his father. So this opens with a nightmare scene. A dream sequence. The first thing they tell you never to do is never open with a dream sequence. And I thought that was so funny. I thought it was so, and I thought it worked. I mean, when I it's saw- your fear of becoming your parent, yeah. Something in- the, it opens with showing Max and Roxanne, and Roxanne's on this like pedestal. Know, like, pedestal, and yes. she's turning, and she's like, the wind is blowing in her hair, and they're running in the fields together. And I thought, how cute! <laughs> I really <laughs> thought they were cute. <laughs> and I know for a lot of my friends, will always tell me, you know, oh. The your first cartoon crush, like when you're you're not going through puberty yet, but you kind of are approaching puberty, and you sort of find yourself like looking at cartoons di- or like having a fascination. Mm-hmm. Roxanne mm-hmm. is a lot of people's first crush. The cartoon she gave you. I've never seen so many fuck me vibes coming off of a yeah. Disney character before. Like her whole face was like yeah. just ready for to be devoured, and I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, I think we have a guest joining us. Ooh. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Turns <laughs> out timeanddate.com doesn't do CST well. Oh, no. I'm no. so sorry. Turns out. No, thank you. Well, happy to be here. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello. D has just entered. Do you need us to give you a couple moments? Because we literally just started. Literally. Oh, no. I was literally watching the movie, so I'm hot and ready. (laughs) Perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, So, well, welcome so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. We literally just started talking about the plot, and we did Mm -hmm. it for everybody listening at home. D is our surprise guest that we told you would join us shortly. Um, Yep. So before we before we get too far, because we've already talked about it, did you watch this movie growing up? Um, and how did you feel? Was it a big movie in your childhood? And then how did you feel like rewatching it as an adult? Yeah, like I weirdly enough did not watch this movie growing up, and it was like okay. deliberate because like as oh. a child I was not a big goofy fan. I wasn't like. I'm an earth sign. Goofy never made sense to me. He just, he's just like mm-hmm. vibes, no plans, no organization. Oh, like I actively avoided it. So I, so I'm an earth sign too, but I like, that's what attracts me about Goofy. Cause I always have to have a plan and I have to like be rigid and like execute things. But like with him, I'm like, I'm just going to fucking ride this roller coaster and enjoy it. So that's like, I was like, maybe he's a Sagittarius. I don't know. I, <laughs> I also did not watch this cause I didn't like Goofy as a kid. Um, and spoiler alert, that holds up. Um, but I'm a Gemini, so I don't know what sign that is or what that means. That's air. Yeah. I mean, he is definitely an air sign. Goofy is an air sign or a fire sign. Oh. That tracks. Something. He's one of them. Something is up. By the end of the movie, I was like, 
anyway, we'll get into it. So um, we've literally, we are talking about the opening scene, the the mm-hmm. nightmare scene where he essentially is afraid to become his father. And we meet uh, Roxanne and Max for the first time um, in this dream sequence. Um, also, the scream at the end of it where she screams when she sees him as goofy w- cracked my shit up. <laughs> Truly, like the worst thing this man could be is his dad. I was like, ooh, that's real pointed. And I was, and I will say, I will disclose on the podcast, we leave it optional to anybody who would like to, no pressure. I was fully high out of my mind watching this and not out of my mind. I could have, you know, made popcorn or something, but I couldn't help but focus on like, she would even, she's eventually going to meet your dad. Like, (laughs) when he, She screamed that loud. I was like, oh my God, he is, she's going to meet him. It's like Max's, it's Max's scream. If you think about it, it's him screaming. <laughs> oh my God. You're right. Oh so, my God. Uh, I feel like halfway through the movie, I was like, I don't think I'm high enough. I took 10 milligrams of drop. It was like called 1906 drop. It was the bliss one, which I love. Yeah. And then I was vaping and like halfway through, I was like, I feel like I should have taken more. I did. (laughs) I did go back and like hit my bowl again after about halfway through. Right Mm. when that, right when that camper opens up on Goofy's tent, I was like, I need, I need to get into the game. I have so many things to say about that camper. Okay, let's start. Okay, let's continue. Let's continue. So on the last day of school before summer vacation, Max and his best friend PJ and Robert, they put his full name in here. Robert Bobby Zamuroski hijacked the audition in the middle of the principal uh, measure's speech, creating a small concert where Max performs while dressed as the pop singer Powerline. Max is super obsessed with Powerline. Like, I don't, I mean, I had obsessions, but like, not with musicians. I was obsessed with like WWE. Also, that is so funny. Like, I was like, I don't, you can't just say WWE. Oh my God. Okay. All right. So, hold on. I wrote down all of the ones I was obsessed with because I actually started thinking about this. So, uh, The Undertaker, I was like really into Stone Cold Steve Austin, My the Rock, when The Rock was evil, but then went good. It's like a soap opera. It's so good. It Triple really H. is. Oh, I grew up in a house that like always had it on. My dad really loved um steve austin i think my dad thought he was steve austin Um, i was there too like i legit thought i was steve austin i had like steve austin energy for a while and i hated it for so long and then when i started doing drag and watching drag race they're so similar drag and wrestling are opposite ends of the spectrum Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like it's a soap opera for men that's yeah that's exactly what Mm -hmm. it is and i was like oh i get why i like and it's also like (laughs) hyper masculinity and hyper femininity it's oh my gosh bonkers the Mm. moment i remember i've like put on i literally said this to my husband who is much smarter than i am and always connects dots before i do i remember i was in full drag and i'm like this is like wrestling and he was like yeah (laughs) okay i didn't get the handbook i guess (laughs) we also before we get to the talent show we do meet goofy who wakes him up in the morning and is like i literally wrote down on my note in my notes goofy is annoying very oh. very okay 
I feel like, okay, I got to defend Goofy here. Please. So, Please do. Because <laughs> we're going to rip him a new one. I, so I feel like this is my childhood trauma. I did not grow up with a father figure. I did not have a father figure in my life. So when I saw Goofy, I was like, I would kill to have a dad like that. Like he's Ugh. coming in, picking up your room and stuff. I was like, I would have died to have okay, a that, dad. So that does make me feel bad about everything I'm about to say, but I'm still going to say it. <laughs> I couldn't help but be like, read the room, Goofy. That's the one note I want to give him. Read the room. Nobody's into this. You're like vacuuming up my power line thing that I paid $50 for with my lawnmower money. Lawnmower money, yes. Exactly. But you know, know, I will say in defense of Goofy, he was serving in that towel and head wrap. (laughs) He was. When I saw him, I was like, you are so cute. (laughs) He, he did look. He good. had to show the girls his outfit. He did. <laughs> he, it was and he so was good. wearing it like above his breasts. Like, uh-huh, <laughs> it was like uh-huh. up into his armpits, and then yeah. a, a towel wrap. I, as a kid, one of the reasons I knew I was gay is my favorite thing to do was either to put a um, a t-shirt on my head and pretend I had long hair, or to wrap my hair up like girls used to do in um mm-hmm. in those hair wraps. I had no I had no more hair than I have now, but but there's something about having something to like tuck behind your ear. You can't <laughs> <see>. <laughs> Roxanne was doing it the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Roxanne had it was so cute. She has that side swept bang. Mm-hmm. Um so then speaking of Roxanne, he goes, he like does this whole audition. He pretends to be Powerline to impress her. And I couldn't help but feel all our movies, here was the question I wrote down for us to discuss. I feel like every movie I had growing up had, when it came to impressing, uh, giving a first impression to a love interest, it always was about these grand gestures of impression. And I'm like, what are you going to say after she, what's the end goal here? Mm-hmm. Right. I would have been like, you're, this is a little too extreme. We like haven't said but two words to each other. This would have freaked me out. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, there are a lot of red flags happening right now. I don't think we can be friends. I was like counting how many words Roxanne had in this whole movie. And spoiler <laughs> alert, it's not more than like 20. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. fall in love with somebody? Just, uh, you don't premise. know. Literally don't know. Yeah. Um, also, Max is so melodramatic. Like the whole school is over, the first song where he's just like, she doesn't even know me. I'm like, oh my God, if you think life's bad now, wait until you become an adult. It gets worse. That's my campaign. It gets worse. It's true. It's true. But you know, there was something very like nostalgic about that. Like he couldn't even talk to her. Like he had a whole connection, knocked over a trash can. And just like, mm-hmm. everything is so mortifying when you're he in like, high school. Yeah, he turns into a real dweeb. And then I couldn't help but wonder, like, how much of that... I remember feeling that energy in high school. I mean, I was gay, so I wasn't hitting on anybody. But um, I was just in the closet trying to convince people, like, no, 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 I'm only gothic. <laughs> um, speaking of, there are some... We'll come back to that. The There's two gothic girls on the book. Those gothic girls. I paused the movie. I was so into them. Yeah, I was like, no what's their backstory? Yeah. Exactly. I, I want like either a Disney Channel like cartoon series. You know how they used to every time there was a successful movie, then there would be a cartoon series. Mm-hmm. I want one of them, or I want like their own straight to DVD movie. 
Or, you know, the other background, if we're talking about backgrounds, the other background characters I'm super interested in knowing are the nuns because the nuns were there throughout the whole road yes. trip. And then they went to the Powerline concert. I'm like, what is their story? It was like, are one of them dying? This is like a bucket list situation. Like, what is happening with these nuns? And it was so well written because they kept it was like a, a rule of three to the point where we got to the end and we saw them at the concert. I said, were huh? they on the school bus too? <laughs> are, are they in the dream at the beginning? They're everywhere. Yeah. Some nuns. This is probably the prequel to like Sister Act. This is, this is like the setup. For, it was. Who knows it, how they ended up. And it was very. I remember. I mean, maybe that's just because every time I see a nun, I think of Sister Act. But I also thought of when they were in that car and you could see all four of them singing. I was like, Sister Act. Hello. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also love Stacy. Stacy okay. is um. So Stacy okay. is yeah. uh. Roxanne's best friend. She has the glasses oh and the braces God. and the long hair and the beret. She was another character that I was kind of more interested in than Max. Oh my gosh, I because know. she was actually a character. And she had such good, like, boss bitch energy where I was like, girl, you have it, figure it out at this. Uh, you're going to be a queen. Like, you already a queen. Yeah. I would love to be her friend. <laughs> but, like, when I saw her, I was like, oh gosh, student body president. Like, she's, this girl can't do it. She got the braces. And then she was like, everybody. All 400 of you come to my house. We're gonna watch this with you. And I'm like, are you rich? Like, she literally just control. plugged her own house party at the end of your assembly. And I was like, oh, damn. I, you you it. are amazing. <laughs> Principal's clapping on the capital. side, like, this sounds like a good time. Right. <laughs> I'll bring the kids. Um, also, I did like that she was not, they, there were a couple of choices here when with the storytelling that I was like, it's a little more interesting than I remember. A, a, a peer movies I guess being at the time like one the fact that she wasn't like a nerd like oh, I can't get anything together she was like not she was nerdy she had a very nerdy vibe they clearly animated her to have a nerdy vibe but then she was also mm -hmm. like a great friend she had game she was like Roxanne get out of here Le quit while you're ahead oh yeah. <laughs> yeah and then I also liked that Max and Roxanne didn't have that like stereotypical like I'm in love with her but she doesn't see me until I do something and like mm -hmm. the fact that they were both into each other um, I was like oh that's something different than every other one of these movies I've ever watched True. also I I was gonna say I just realized in my notes I this is one of the drawbacks of watching these movies high I wrote who built the trap door I don't know what that means. No, you would no because they they hit the trap door and the principal went down the trap door. I was like, first of all, he would have died or got. But there are a lot of people where I'm like, I think Goofy just killed that person. I think Max just killed that person. But I was like, okay, I think the yeah. principal got like messed up from that trap door. And also, Max convincing his two friends to do this. Like, I was such a rule follower in high school that like, even thinking about crashing an assembly with my. I don't know what this Under was, like, concert? no Insane. circumstances. Under zero circumstances. I'd be like, we only have three minutes in the number before somebody else has to come on. We're never going to have the time. But I'm also like, kudos, Max. Like, I'm glad you were like, I'm going to do it. And that was pretty, pretty bossy. I think we needed more. I wanted more backstory there. Like, why? Like, how did he somehow muster up the energy for this? Like, it's, mm -hmm. it seemed like he just, like was building this up for a year and I wanted more of that journey. But yeah. regardless, we got to see the big day and somehow like that was his big bang. And then he just never yeah. really got it back. <laughs> like, yeah. <okay. laughs> yeah. Um, 
we also got to see another interesting choice. We got to see Goofy's job where he is. He works at a mall taking like JC Penny. That's the only job he could have. Just yeah. so you know. Like that is the only <laughs> job that Goofy could do. Like, let's be clear. And he was having a struggleless time taking that little girl's pictures. <laughs> that little girl was funny too. I, I cared more about that little girl than um, Pete, the dad, who I don't know where I know. I know he's a cartoon. But when we were watching it, I was like, I recognize this voice. I recognize this character. I don't know what I would have recognized him from because I don't remember. Did you look him up? Because I did. Where? Whoa. Where else? Do you want me to tell you what voice he is? Please. He's Tigger. (gasps) He's Jim Cummings. Mm -hmm. Jim Cummings is in every Disney movie that you have ever. He's insane. Yeah, I because I had the same reaction. I was like, I need to know where his voice is from because I don't hate him for some reason. And there's something about him that I'm like, yeah. and it was the voice. And I was like, oh, because he was these other characters that I happen to like. Jim Cummings pops up on this podcast every single week. We have to actually do it right now. We're going to list every character Jim Cummings or at least the the wide swath of them. Uh, an American voice actor who has appeared in almost 400 roles. That oh is gosh. a career. That is. He is Winnie the Pooh. He is Tigger. He is Tasmanian Devil. He is Pete. He is Darkwing Duck. Oh, Darkwing Duck. I love that show. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I am seeing some um, troubling news in the personal life category of Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> So we this category. Let's be real. This is, and we definitely can't read all four paragraphs of this. But there's some child custody drama, and there's also domestic abuse and rape allegations. All right. So that. So yeah, that that brings us to the end of talking about Jim Cummings on the podcast. (laughs) Damn. Okay. Sorry, Jim. I take everything I said back. Take everything I said back. (laughs) Um, so let us go back to, oh, so they essentially, Roxanne and Max, um, they agree that they're going to go watch the Powerline concert at her, at, um, Stacy's house on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Also, the reference to pay-per-view is delicious to me. Scrumptious. Pay- I thought that was just, if you got it, you got it. If you, you didn't, got- you weren't there. You Ooh, weren't and it, there. And it's one of those things where like, I would never explain it. If any Gen Zer was ever like pay per view, I mean, you it's just there. It's there for you. You weren't figure so, it out. Mm, sorry, I can't. It was a moment. It's past. You weren't part of it. Sorry, and then I put my <laughs> then I put my <laughs> my hit clips on blast, and I stomp out of there in my heelys. Um, yes, I'm telling uh, you, she's swinging. <laughs> Uh, oblivious to Max's plans uh, with Roxanne and fearing his son's future, Goofy decides to take Max on a fishing trip to Lake Destiny, Idaho, following a cross-country map route that he and his father took years ago. Before they leave town, Max manages to stop by Roxanne's house to call off their date, but when heartbroken Roxanne mentions going with someone else, Max panics and instead fabricates a story about his father knowing Powerline, telling her that he will be on stage at the concert. What Wait. a lie. The way, we just no, break down Devin. how if you miscommunicate, it is not good. Just sit <laughs> there in the awkwardness and it communicate and listen to each other. Classic case of just not listening, not communicating clearly. Yeah. 
It was mm-hmm. just how that thing rolled off that kid's mouth like butter. Like it he was- wasted no time. He was just like, "Yep, my daddy know him. They was in a band together." Like, <laughs> He delivered me. He actually delivered me. My my mom had me on a kitchen table, and he was there, and he delivered me. And then he sang to me until I fell asleep. I couldn't believe the lies kept coming. I was like, "Stop it!" Yeah, just he's like really good at it. He could have said, "We're going to the concert," and then been Stop done. It. I don't even know why he needed to say that. I don't know. <laughs> like it was. Like... It was so much. Wait, can we talk about the principal though, really quick? Did you guys see in his office, he had like a wall of paddles and some of those paddles had spikes in them? (gasps) What the? No. You know, I like constantly looked at the background of this because there was so much inappropriate stuff in the background of Disney (laughs) movies. You know what it was? Is when he said that like your, he called Goofy and he was like, your kid could be out with a gang. He doesn't spend time with his parents and he could be still, he's going to end up in the electric chair. He said the electric chair. I was like, the way he said it with that hard R, that man is not on the same side of history we on. Like, them paddles. That he is member. unstable. But the sad I mean, thing is- I will say, when he used the term gang member, I was like, now, wait a minute. Like, this was- Hold on. He is such an unstable person, but like, (laughs) there were so many teachers in my high school that were just as unstable as this person. Oh, I see it. I see it. A million percent. We used to have, and I hope that I wish I could remember his name. I had a calculus teacher who used to tell us if you don't, people who don't go to college live in boxes. Like out on the street, <laughs> and if you didn't get straight, that I guess that was his form of motivation. He would be like, "You're gonna live in a box if you don't if you don't study for this test. Fine, throw your future away. You're gonna live in a box." And little at, did he know, by going to college, we literally live in boxes. Literally, <laughs> we so can't stupid. Afford anything? Boxes have more space. That would yeah, be. and it it lost its threat or like any meaning so quickly that then kids started being like, "I absolutely will." And you know what? That box is gonna be great. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be an old dog uh, crate so that it's stable. And then we'll switch out the cardboard every once in a while, okay? Exactly. <laughs> and that's a one bedroom. <laughs> that's, <pathetic>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a studio. Yeah. Um, all right. So where are we at? The- so then they go and he, um, Max is in a horrible mood for the f- whole, despite his son's objections, Goofy plans his own trip. Wait, where am I? He panics the I mean, as he should be. He's like very pissed off for no reason. Well, he is. I mean, who just imagine me showing up to your house, like get in the car, like it is three p.m. I just that, got home from school. Chill out. That was the other he thing. Fainted. Is- he straight out fainted when Goofy's like, "We're going on a vacation." He passed out. If I'm a parent and my kid passes out when I say we're gonna go on vacation, I'm gonna be like, "What is wrong?" Goofy and I know Goofy is a cartoon. I keep having to remind myself that. But I was so annoyed. I was like, we're not going on a trip. It's Friday after. I have school next week. What are you talking about? Also, the scene made it seem like this was a concert happening this weekend. Because she was like, come on over. We're going to watch it on pay-per-view. And then it's like, actually, no, it's in four weeks. And I'm going to take four weeks off of school. Unless it was the summer. I don't know. And... I think they were on summer summer vacation. So, like, that was the last day of school when he did it, when he did his, like, power Mm -hmm. line concert. And then it wasn't that weekend. It was next weekend. Well, now I'm even more pissed 
because you're going to eat up my whole summer vacation on some road trip and I don't even like to go mm-hmm. outside and you want to go fishing and you're wearing yeah. these. And also, who gave Goofy a license? He killed so Ooh. many people. These he was a no horrible question. driver. Yeah. And he stacked like, yeah. he, it, that car, it looked like the Grinch's sleigh. Oh, it did. That car. Yeah, it really did. That was insane. That car could not be moving more than five miles an hour. Like the way he just put the house in a basket and was like, come on, we go. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I also was, was like, how much stuff do we need? And we're just going for a couple weeks. <laughs> like, I know. We'll go to a laundromat. The chaos of this man seeing a, a like plastic doll going like, that's what we go and do, fish. And yeah. he's at home within an hour dragging his son. You know what I'm saying? Goofy don't have a Palm Pilot. That's the problem. Goofy not organized. Goofy doesn't have no plans for tomorrow. He has no agenda. Just, exactly. Like, I know it's 1995, but you could have printed some map quests. You have this old map that I can erase yeah. and redraw a new thing, and you're not even going to notice. Ugh. So anyway, they take this trip, um, which and uh, with initial disastrous results max angrily hurts his father's feelings after goofy inadvertently humiliates max at the um the opossum based theme park which by the way i would go to later pete and pj happen to meet up with them while camping by the lake so there were a couple things here that i noticed one oh speaking of the principal i just looked down and saw my notes not only did he say you were um he was going to end up in an electric chair. He also said he's whipped the students into a righteous frenzy. I was like, what does that mean? This is some like shot the gay away energy. Yeah. I don't know. It was very <laughs> bizarre. He's a horrible person. Yeah. Um, and then I couldn't help it. There was that scene where Goofy tries to like make it. Every time Goofy tries really hard, I get filled with embarrassment and rage. Yeah. When he they're at that diner and he's like, "Let me toast to my son." Oh, that's so embarrassing. It was humiliating, and oh I God. couldn't help but think if I were in that diner, I'd be like, "Shut up! I'm not. I don't know I your know. son. Leave me alone. Leave me out of this." And they all started clapping. I'm like, yeah. "What universe is this? <laughs> Only in Disney. Yeah, <laughs> only in Disney." Ad break. Don't want to talk about the weather or the pandemic? Me either. No wrong answers, non-burning questions to kickstart conversations is a conversation card game where you can ask life's least pressing but most important questions. Why talk about vaccine rates when you could debate questions like which cereal mascot would be the best kisser? Or you own a boutique candle shop. What is your least popular scent? These are the burning questions you should be asking. This card game is created by two of my friends, my personal friends, Paula Skaggs and Josh Linden. Yes, I have friends talented enough to create a card game. And if you love me, you love them and you'll love this game. No Wrong Answers is a deck of 70-plus conversation starters that you'll come back to and debate over and over again. This is great for dinner parties. It's great for Zoom happy hours, first dates, classrooms, prison visits, fast food drive throughs It literally, there's no place that these conversation starters won't work. Holidays are right around the corner somehow. And this would make a great gift. It would make a great thing to put out on the table to, you know, generate conversation between you and your family. You know how hard it is to catch up after you haven't seen each other in the year. What, are you going to talk about the fact that you share blood? No. You're going to reach for one of these cards, and you're going to get the conversation started. And 
If it doesn't get better than that, a portion of the proceeds go to the Greater Chicago Food Depository. I mean, come on. Listeners can use the code TRIDENT for 10% off of their purchase. Go to NoWrongAnswersGame.com. Once again, NoWrongAnswersGame.com. And use TRIDENT for 10% off your purchase. I mean, come on, y'all. This is fun talk and... Not small talk. I also too would go to Possum Park, but I'm curious because I was super high. I was like, I wonder what it'd be like to go to Possum Park like on shrooms or acid. If it would be super fun or terrifying. I I feel like terrifying. Yeah. I feel like all those little like Chuck E. Cheese people would have come to life if you were like on shrooms. Yeah. The nails. Mm -hmm. Shooting sparks out of their elbows and stuff. People wearing dead possums on their head. Which reminded me of where I grew up. Um, Also, they also the in the dinner scene or the diner scene, they were like, he was like, sing this song with me, and then he's like a made up song. I was like, now we got to improvise a song with you for your son because he's going through something. Um, Oh, and then whenever they're camping, in comes Pete with the best camper I've ever seen. In my that life, camper. how okay. did he Jasmine, afford that yes. camper working at JC Penny <laughs> as a photographer? Somebody, <laughs> even as a nine-year-old, I was like, "This is not possible." <laughs> like, what? what? You I, don't think that he put every penny of PJ's like college fund into that camper? <laughs> that I, I don't like, even he, think he made he that just... much money to put that in. There. <laughs> like, uh, he has to be the district manager or something. He can't yeah. just be the photographer there anymore. Because when at first I was with you, I was like, oh, they both work as children photographers at JCPenney's. That's interesting. Okay. And then he pulls up at this clip. I was like, or he's inherited a lot of money from a dead relative. Like something. He probably, yeah, he probably like nepotistically owns whatever photo studio and kind of the boss. I got got, like boss vibes a little bit from him, Mm -hmm. so maybe that was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also, I don't remember this movie a lot as a kid, but I must have seen it because that scene with that camper was so familiar to me. Mm. However, have either of you ever seen Rockadoodle? Is that with chickens? It's with the rooster. Okay, yes, I have seen that. Yes. It was like an HBO. It's like Elvis, it's Elvis a, It's a rooster who's rooster. Elvis, yeah. He, yes. They also okay. have a similar camper situation where it's like essentially a resort that's a camper. Um mm-hmm. so I couldn't I couldn't identify if I was mixing them up or if I had seen this or or it just seems so familiar. Well, Disney well, does like reuse a... their like stuff yes, all the time. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what I was gonna say. You say that camper is a staple. Yeah. Like if you're not glamping with a pool, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the camper's better than his house. <laughs> I know. Um, while PJ informs Max on how all of their peers back home anticipate seeing him on stage, so now everybody thinks he's going to be on stage with Powerline. So it's not just um, Roxanne he's disappointing anymore. He's disappointing like everybody he's ever met. Pete advises Goofy to keep Max under control. Goofy takes his son fishing and shows him the perfect cast fishing technique accidentally luring Bigfoot to their camp. Okay. I did get up to make some chicken nuggets at this point, and I came back, (laughs) and Bigfoot was here. I forgot about Bigfoot. I saw this movie, and I remember a lot, but when I saw Bigfoot, I was like, 
I don't remember you at all. Yeah. It did and, kind of feel like pushed in a little bit. Like someone really wanted, like there was a writer that was just like Bigfoot and then Bigfoot. A million yeah. percent. Because he was also there for so long. So he long. was he was there for like three scenes. Like, Get out of here, Bigfoot. What? He was like playing some. Also, Bigfoot was playing some psychological warfare with them, is what I will say. Because yeah. they're like, we got him on tape, and Bigfoot's like, oh, this tape, and he destroyed it. And then they're like, okay, let's drive out of here. And Bigfoot's like, with these keys. And then Bigfoot slept on top of their car, and I was like, Bigfoot is an apex predator in this movie, and is terrifying. It was. It, it he was there forever. He was, but he had, he had, I want to say, I did see an arc for Bigfoot, which I was appreciative of. Like Bigfoot was clearly vegan. He was eating that tree and then he saw the meat <laughs> and he just went for it. And then he got there. He, he like went through this entire theater career of like a sock show. He was yeah. like performing. Oh, he was dancing. <laughs> he was like, we saw a very big arc to where Bigfoot started and where he ended. And I must, I must say, I appreciated that. <laughs> If someone could translate for Bigfoot, it was actually him tr- trying to be their friend for a night and a half. Mm-hmm. Well, and then he discovered disco, which I was very happy for him for that because the BGs are amazing. And I was like, you get it. You get yeah. it, Bigfoot. The BGs are amazing. Also, then as Bigfoot's like sleeping on top of the um, sleeping on top of the car, Max is awake because they're both snoring and he hits the glove compartment and outfolds the map and he realizes he can erase the um he can essentially erase the path and take them to LA once again i know i know this is a movie for children i was like how dumb is goofy goofy should not have this kid <laughs> Like the fact that the thing was in pencil is all I can expect from the goof legacy. That's, yeah. that's all I have to say about that. And also, like, yeah. are you never going to read a, a sign on the way there to realize California. you're in the middle of Los Angeles? There's Hollywood in the hills, and you're like, Idaho has changed a lot. <laughs> I know. Wow, Devin, that was a really good goofy impression. Maybe I should I work on it. Maybe I take Jim Cummings' job. There you go. <laughs> Um, yeah, that that was not a map. That was like one of those placemats that you eat on and you learn the states of the U.S. <laughs> 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 <Just a> roll <laughs> up. Do you ever go to like uh, back back home it, when they had placemats like printed placemats? You would sell ad space around oh, like yes. the coloring thing, so it would just be like. Uh, oh my God. Like I forgot about that. Like uh, Doug's heating and air in the corner with all the information you needed. That's what it was like. Yes, Doug got to start him early. Everybody's gonna need heating and air. <laughs> Starts with the four-year-old. Much like Disney, you start advertising as a child so that they're hooked for their whole life, and then they get their children in the system as well. Also, there was a when when Pete is telling, trying to convince Goofy, like your son is i overheard him because at one point goofy explains to pj like i erased the man we're going i'm making it work um Mm -hmm. right pete's in a jacuzzi with goofy and he is arguing with him he's saying like you can't trust your son or whatever and goofy has this really heartfelt moment he's like i trust my son and my son trusts me or whatever and then there is the weird and i was high but there was the weirdest shot of pete like from above, like a Christopher Nolan shot. And he says, hey, my son respects me. And I was like, what the fuck? 
So people oh, yeah. mafia is what we're getting. That's how like, we get some money. Yeah. And I, honestly, oh, you know what? I think you're right. You're probably right. That but he's not like the muscle it. in the mafia. He's like the failed mafia brother that they just support. <laughs> yeah. Like whenever <laughs> he comes like in. Good. <laughs> when he comes into the room, everybody has to stop talking about the actual plans and start talking about like some made up plans that yeah. they're improvising on the spot. They're just using him to like <laughs> to filter money through his business. That's, pr- that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's a little photography business. That's the thing, because when people was like, my dad's going to like beat me to a pole for this I little know. Like, high school thing. <laughs> PJ was real stressed. He and was. I think it's because PJ knew. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he had a sound system in the basement that was too big. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, but I feel like in PJ's arc, he would grow up to be like the head of the mafia for some reason, like the yeah. mafia family for yeah. sure. But he would run it like, but you would never have any idea. He'd have like a perfect family, like two point five mm-hmm. kids, uh, whatever. And every time you, people ask him, he's like, "I work at Doug's Heating and Air Conditioning. Yeah. That's all. Exactly. That's all I do. Exactly. The thing I did notice, and I, I did want to." when there was the camper like when Bigfoot came this was the moment that I was completely done with that whole family when Bigfoot came and Goofy and Max were running at full speed like Bigfoot do y'all notice how that camper folded up in point zero real quick and they real quick that pool slided in (laughs) it's like that is why we don't make friends with people at work because uh, no. Get rough. <laughs> they remind the you you are just split. a friend from work. <laughs> <laughs> that whole family's in it for themselves. That's all I got. This. Yeah, I'm not saving the goofy from work. And then they show like when they see them again at the hotel, they're just like, "Hey, what's going on? You survived Bigfoot." I would have been like, "We about to fight." <laughs> yeah, Where what the you? fuck? The next morning, Goofy decides to make Max the navigator of the trip. The two go to different locations that satisfy both of them. Eventually, they stop by a motel. Oh, okay, so we've gotten to this bar. They're in the motel. He lets him know that I think um, Goofy has changed the map direction so that he'll take you to L.A. Um, Goofy Mm and Max, after a heated argument, Goofy solemnly declares that no matter how old Max gets, he will always be his son. And the two finally, oh, I'm skipping all over the place. Long story short, they have they start having this great trip, and there's like a montage of how wonderful and cool they are. And then there's a moment where Goofy tests Max, and he makes What's him the left navigator, or right? left yeah. or right. Left or right. Which, by the way, I get my left and rights confused all the time. <laughs> like literally, I cannot. I someone tells me to go left. I don't even say left or right when I na- I don't like navigating because yeah. I'm so bad at it that I'm like go that way and I point, and yeah. my husband's like, "Do you mean right?" And I'm like, "Look." No, we're both saying way. the same thing. No, exactly. <laughs> just different ways. I, said what I, said. I don't know why you feel like you gotta define it. Yeah. So this this actually stressed me out a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, really did. You may not know. I had to make an L with my hand into college. Oh, I still do. I still do. <laughs> yeah. And we actually had like a moment like that a couple of years ago. Like when I was going to a wedding, I shit you not. Like I was the nav in the passenger seat, and my mom was just not paying attention, and we got. And we were almost nose to nose with that divider. I tell you, she got left or right. <laughs> and I was just like, left. And we got stuck in four hours of traffic because it was right. And we missed the wedding. So I totally oh. understand what Cooper was going through. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> it the was thing is so stressful. 
because one they they didn't even make it like two different parts of California like close together. One is Cal- Los Angeles, the other one is in Idaho. They would have had to make the left or right in Utah. Right. <laughs> And also and that, left or right to what? This map don't have a North Star. It's a place map. Like, what? Oh, ooh, goofy. Um, and then... Wait, in that... Hold on. Go in ahead, that please. montage of, like, they're being friends, um, they, like, change a tire and all that, but Goofy kills a mime. Did anyone remember that? With oh, a, cut the rope and the piano? In New Orleans. Yeah. They just moved a, on. We did, yeah. They just like left. So like Goofy killed someone on this road trip <laughs> and so did Max, but I will let you yeah. know where it happened on Max. Oh, I don't see. I was like, well, sorry, mime. And we just kept going at this house. <laughs> also, I was like, the mime was clearly in New Orleans, which I liked that they like animated it to, mm-hmm. to be a specific city. But then I was also thinking like, are mimes a big deal in New Orleans? We've been to New Orleans. I never saw a mime. I'm like I the saw- 90s maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I would imagine it should have been like, well, I mean, it's fine if it's a mime, but um, I did spend a good five minutes being like, hi, Devin, being like, maybe mimes are from New Orleans. <laughs> you have to be That's more cultured. <laughs> My high brain is always like, other people know this information, Devin. You're really dropping the ball. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Now we got to learn about mimes. <laughs> Um, that's why Goofy and Max had like nuns following them everywhere because like God just assigns them some people to just keep throwing holy water behind them because they just keep killing people. Yeah, probably because <laughs> they just keep killing minds and killing. The... Mm-hmm. <laughs> the go- the government has assigned doctors dressed as mine or as nuns to follow Goofy around because he's a constant threat. That's also there was something else that was weird. This is way in the beginning of the movie when he wakes up from that dream. His phone is Mickey Mouse. Oh yeah, and I was like, your phone is your dad's friend. What are you? What is that? Like I, I just we had a phone like that. At- My family had that phone. I feel like it's a very iconic phone for Disney. Well, or, that's like, the thing. A- it makes sense in the real world in Goofy's land. That's his like best man at his wedding. And now yeah, we have a phone one. of him. <laughs> okay. Just a weird observation on my end. Perfect. I will get phones made of both of you. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, now I see it. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like in their reality, that would be like if you were my phone. If I like, if you made a phone of me, if I took I'm your arm gonna... off or something and was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> um, like, uh, I want this phone. I stand by it. <laughs> um, still recording. Also, do you remember at this age? I wanted nothing more than a hamburger phone. I don't know where I saw that. I wanted a hamburger. Oh, phone those were so cool. Bad. Yeah, McDonald's had a lot of. Remember McDonald's did those like. You can make McDonald's food at home, and it was like you can make French fries, but it was really just like bread that like sliced up, and then you yeah. put like cinnamon and sugar on it. Do you guys remember those? Like I was yeah. those little cinnamon fries. Ooh, mm-hmm. those yeah. are good. Yeah. Um. So then, eventually, they make up. I forget how they make up. Do either of you remember how they make okay, up? Okay. So their so their car rolls off a hill into a river, 
And then they're both on top of the car in the river and they're screaming at each other. They go through a whirlpool, which they were fine with. And then all of a sudden the waterfall is up ahead and they freak out. And then Max goes over and Goofy does the perfect. Oh no, Max goes over, but then he gets a parachute made out of some like random stuff that fell with the car. And then Goofy falls and then Max does the perfect cast to catch goofy exactly there was a moment yeah where he does that he like whips up and does the perfect cast and then holds Mm -hmm. up like a sedan on fishing line makes sense yes (laughs) makes complete sense the suspension of disbelief got got crazy over there but that little perfect cast i don't remember it but it was something like espialidocious one two switcheroo i'm a little teapot (laughs) something yeah i'm a little teapot bah 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 health insurance and then they like threw it out it was great and then they make up and then within seconds are just at the concert. They're, they never explain how they mm-hmm. get there, what happens to the car, how they get the car out of it. They're just immediately like, we're here. Um, I was like, how did they get backstage? How did they get to LA? Uh, like, we that was so much more. Why do we spend 10 minutes on Bigfoot when we have no idea we how they got from... We all this backstory. Yeah. yeah. It was bizarre. And then we meet, we finally meet Powerline, who we've talked about this whole movie. Did you feel that Powerline delivered when you saw him? I, I'm going to say yes. I don't know. I love Powerline. Powerline is so fucking cool. I got to agree that the like the jerry curl, the the mood walk in, the shoulders, the shoulder mm-hmm. pads, it was all given more than it gave. It was. I don't know. What do you think, Jack? I was I, like, I, I was honestly the backup dancers. I was all about them. Yes. And then the lady the, who was like in the pink dress that was the globe. And this is so. Yes. So <laughs> one thing that I enjoyed about this movie that I never would have been able to enjoy when I was younger is when they did the scene and they went into that lady's throat. And it was yeah. thing in the back of the throat. I started yeah. thinking about the yeah. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> she was. So those were all my favorite. <laughs> okay, yeah. I also noticed yeah. the backup dancers. They kept having those close up like shots. And I was like, these yes. backup dancers are sexy as hell. They're like, bam, mm-hmm. we're singing harmonies. Yes. They made the movie. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Oh, Parlin did deliver, though. He was, like, the best of, like, he was, like, Michael Jackson, Prince, and Bobby Brown mished together. And I was like, you great. Tevin Campbell is so talented. I was like, this is, who else could make, like, a cart? Like, I want to go to, I want to go to a Powerline concert. After I saw it, I was like, no wonder he lied. Yeah. I would lie, too. In the dance moves. This shit is lit. This is what, like, got me. Like, the dance moves they were doing. It was so good. And their high ponytails or something. I remember their hair oh, was really cool. I love high ponytails. Sorry. Yeah. Just like the <laughs> 90s reminiscence. Oh, wow. That whole concert was just like, I don't know if they were old enough to be there because it was giving me like some real good boy band. Vibes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Fine. But like also Powerline was so humble and let yeah. that man up on his stage, even though they had no conversation. <laughs> Nobody talked to his manager. No. Like, yeah, come on, boy. Mop, dad, mop. Literally. He's <laughs> like, I'm not threatened. Killed, Max just killed his security guard, too. The one that was chasing him. The security <laughs> guard got crashed into a TV screen and died. Yeah. 
we're gonna do a spin-off podcast, yeah, and then it's just gonna be everyone goofy and Max have killed and like, yeah. Yeah. like combat exactly. Also, if you've ever been to like I've only ever been to one concert like that and it was Beyonce where they're everything you're seeing is on the screen. If some if you killed one, if you killed some guy, but two, if something crashed into that screen and and broke it so that the entire stadium can't see it anymore. Nobody's clapping. They were all like, whoa! I was like, we paid $400 to get in here. Now I can't see anything. People would riot. Literally riot. <laughs> yeah. It would be insane. Um, but I loved him. And then so he goes home and he... Uh, tell Max tells the truth to Roxanne and though she accepts it and admits that she has always had feelings for him ever since the first time that they had ever heard him utter his father's trademark laugh thus a relationship starts between them oh Roxanne yeah I'm what sorry. do we think of this moment all right there's I have okay can we Please. go back to Stacy and Bobby hooking up like towards the end where we haven't like, even talked about Bobby Bobby. Bobby. That orange you mohawk. All this movie, you just high on whippets. It's <laughs> insane. Uh, and he looks like, you know who he looks like? The guy who used to do the music for David Letterman. Can I pull up a picture? Yeah, he okay. does because he's got the same like glasses, right? Yeah, music guy David so. Letterman. But also, okay, did y'all get the vibe? This is just, maybe this is my college and my high school, but there was always some, like, alumni who graduated five years ago and for some reason just still hanging around <laughs> school. Yep. And that yep. was the vibe Bobby was giving me because I'm like, you know way too much about media. You are, like, AV savvy. You, like, clearly have, like, ends mm-hmm. with the principal. He was like, Principal Mayor, yeah, we're going to mm-hmm. watch a movie instead of give me detention. I was like, yeah. Some- He's very old. I don't know why he's hanging out with these children, but like, yeah. And I was like, you Uh, you bring up a good point because I was like, are you 18 or 35? Because, yeah. He's probably never going to age. Like, that's what he's going to look like till he's like in his 50s and just gray. (laughs) And working on the David Letterman show. Where did you find him? Uh, Paul Schaefer. Here, I'm going to share my screen also the duality of Bobby and Stacy like type A and type Z like that's gonna be chaotic yeah. passionate I know exactly I feel like it'll be in 30 years I feel like he's gonna teach her all the things she doesn't want in a man <laughs> and she's just gonna be around, along for the ride like he would yeah. immediately so yeah, this you, is him this is Bobby right yeah, I mean, that's Bobby. come on. <laughs> little yeah, tiny that's... dark glasses. I love it. It's 100% him. It. He just shaved off his mohawk. It yeah, looks so it. much like him that I'm like, I wonder if he voiced him. Um, no, that was Polly Shore, right? Yeah, it was Polly Shore. Oh, oh, that makes Which sense. I did not know was so talented, but okay. Yeah. Um, also, there was a moment wherever, so, like, when Roxanne is finally like, you're actually the thing that you hated about yourself the most is what I loved about you. And then he does the laugh, and it cut back to her. I wanted her to have an even uglier laugh. I wanted Ooh. her laugh to be like, <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 her, her dad, dad right? like, That's your dad dad's laugh. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. I did. Yeah, you're right. I did. I wanted more grit to her character. Like she seemed very bread buttery to me. Yeah. And I did like. Mm-hmm. I wanted more of like an embrace the weirdness. Like yeah, he kind of yeah. leaned into it a little bit at the end, but like I wanted him to be like. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's how they make love. Exactly. <laughs> that's the sound. That's the sound that comes out. <laughs> <laughs> What? Everybody thinks of it. We all Roxanne. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's also just so disturbing to think about in my head. Um, so then that's the end of the movie, essentially. I mean, there's a, a moment where um, Goofy, like, explodes his car and the lands in the... the the top of their porch. And, I was, and then everybody's like, how funny. I was like, no, nobody would think that was funny. Everybody like you fucked up my so porch. Much, so much damage to my roof right now. Yeah, oh, God. Maybe that's what Goofy's. He's just like trying to pay off damage from like the eighties. Still, <laughs> like, I don't know where all these bills keep coming from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then that's that is the end of the movie. So, um, we before we wrap up, um, first I'd love to get. Uh, oh, actually, first let's do this. We ask a, a little bit of a questionnaire. Yeah. for um, our end of our movie. Now, we originally started this podcast and we would ask, we do our f- closing segment would be, how Disney is this? And we had all these things that the internet told us are in every Disney movie. But as we continue, um, we find more and more um, things that pop up th- that we replace those old questions with. So some of these will be the old questions, but it's ever evolving. So let us ask, number one, do we have a young hero we can root for? Yes. Root is the key word here That's for me. We kind of added that because, I mean, like, we always have a young hero, but it's like, at what point are we rooting for them? I will say Goofy was annoying enough that I rooted for Max, which I know is not probably not the popular answer, but I was like, this dude sucks. Max, I'm with you. I like, know. your dad fucking sucks, dude. He's going to be great when you're an adult and you can just, like, have an adult relationship with him. But now we're like, yes. Dad, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to have Hot Boy Summer and you're over here taking me to these creeks so I can fish for kelp Creek. and shit. And you know Goofy didn't even take time off from work. He just went. That's the no, problem. He's taking pictures of people's kids at truck stops and, and <laughs> printing them out for five bucks. <laughs> True. Would we like? Would we root for? I mean, what do you think, John? Do you root for any young heroes? I didn't. I think I was just rooting for Stacy the whole time. To be honest with yes. you, I was like, I don't know what yes. you're gonna be when you grow up, but I want to be with wherever you are. Yeah, she's the young hero we're rooting for. This is my young hero. <laughs> Maybe that's the question. Maybe we start asking: Is there is the main character a young hero we can root for? And if not, what other young hero are you rooting for? Yeah. I was saying Bobby and Stacy was where my energy was. So yeah, yeah I would say I, I wanted to root for Max. I, again, I needed more backstory as to why he cared about Roxanne so much because I love her to death. She's just so, so plain. And yeah. so, yeah, it was really hard to root for this, this whole lie, this whole connection, this whole cross country. I, I was like, take me with you. But he did not. Yeah. I'm rooting for those goth girls on the bus at the beginning of the movie. <gasps> they are amazing. Yes. They are. I'm Let me see if we can two. find them. Because they are really them. goth girls. They have to have like, some movie. kind of spinoff. Like Disney's answer to Daria. That needs to happen. Like, mm-hmm. mm. 
Oh my god. I'd watch They that. have a full Wikipedia page. Yes! The goth girls are a couple of minor characters. Oh, damn. I hate when an ad pops up on a page and then it rearranges the whole page's format. That drives me. I know oh, yeah. that's such an old person thing to complain about, but uh, the goth that's girls... A real thing. <laughs> yeah. The goth girls are a couple of minor characters from Disney's 1995 movie, uh, A Goofy Movie. The goth girls only make a brief appearance during the After Today song sequence, which is sung while everyone is on their way to school for their last day before summer vacation. Maybe that's why I didn't know what was going on. I was too high to, like, follow the songs. Um, Oh, my God. This is, like, a full page of just describing (laughs) what we saw. (laughs) Like, as a school bus passes by Max Goof on his way to school, the goth girls can be seen through the window of the bus, sitting in the seat right behind the bus driver and right in front of Bobby Zimmermersky, singing the words, after today, with the rest of the students. It just goes on. It's literally just describing the the two seconds we see them. This is how this is how they how much they are loved and resonated with with people as they have a whole Wikipedia page. They are so cool and they have multiple they pictures. Are. It's like every still of them. That's who I'm, I'm going for. for them too. Oh, I'm rooting for them too. Okay, this uh, is their one line. After today our brains will be snoozing. Yes. <laughs> yes. The- and then she said, No more pep rallies to cut. That's an arc. That's <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's drama. Uh, there's a hero to root for. There's everything. So they are the real. Line. Who's the real hero of the story? That's the question. We have found it together. Who is the real hero of the story? The Goth Girls, for sure. Yeah, Goth Girls. Oh shoot. Um, the next question is: um, Is the dad hot? Okay. Ooh um, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Mm-mm. I am so no. sorry, Goofy. No. I will say, okay, okay, I hear you, and I don't like Goofy either. Listen, so the first, the head wrap was serving, right? (laughs) We can do a head wrap. (laughs) Second of all, this was very specific, but when they were, like, in the little car with Sasquatch and Goofy, like, kind of, like, curled up on its own little seat, I don't know about you, but Goofy had a dump truck. He did. I was was stunned. I was was taken aback. Goofy had a little dumpy back there. I said, so. "What, Goofy? What is all, all this? All that jumping, that squats. That's what that is. Like, it was unbelievable. His whole like, his hips went up and everything. Yes, Goofy got hips. Goofy got rotation. Goofy wow. Got, Goofy could do the splits, very much so. And for that reason, I would say, would I, would I do it with my eyes open? No. Only when I'm looking at the dump truck. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only time. Exactly. Um, That's what I'll say. Question three is, is there an aspect in every Disney movie, for some reason, there's always an aspect of um, an absent parent, which I feel is true here because we don't really know Mm -hmm. where Max's mom is. Yeah, there's a lot of like PJ. We didn't see his mom. Yeah, no. we didn't see Max's mom and Roxanne. We didn't see the mother. So and um, somebody else brought sure. this up on one of our previous episodes where they said we had a theory or they had a theory that because in the 90s talk of divorce and single parents were like really trendy and it was like a, a conversation that mm-hmm. was at the forefront of a lot of like national societal conversation that they wondered if that is 
part of the reasoning to always have because it is it is bonkers that it's in every single movie we thought i foolishly thought looking back i'm like oh it can't be in every movie it is truly in every movie that there is one parent is is absent for whatever reason um and sometimes they have the mom i feel like it's always the mom that's absent that's bullshit because that's not (laughs) how it would play out (laughs) oh my god yeah that's always that's there so true. I can't even think of one dad that's no Little there. Mermaid. It's the dad, Aladdin. It's the dad again. <sighs> oh my god! Beauty and the Beast. The dad. <gasps> it's like they purposely wrote out all of the moms. I just want to say Mulan had both parents. But Mulan yes, did I'm have sure. both parents, it, but the whole movie is about her trying to make her dad uh, proud. Yeah, there's a yes. very big, strong, like, and I did see that that theme in this. Take movie down the too. patriarchy. It was, yes, it was just this. It was all about fathers and like oh. what it means to be a dad and like keep them under your thumb and mm-hmm. your kids are gonna be astray and it's just like this fear mongering. Like mm-hmm. what it means to be a dad. You got to put them into shape. And I was just like, that was never the answer. Like, I feel really bad. About oh my this. goodness. Like, watching this as an adult. But that yeah, is so right. I've watched, mm-hmm. this is how fucking dense I am. I've watched six of these movies and I didn't ever piece together that the mom is always like dead somewhere. What the fuck's wrong with me? That is you crazy. Though. You would, they don't even, it's not even like your mom's sleeping. Shh. Like they don't even mention her. They don't even, like, yeah, that no explanation whatsoever. And that's no. like, okay. How bonkers. Um, okay. So uh, this is my, one of my favorite questions of all the characters we've met. Who is the narc? And, and what we mean by this is who has narc energy they don't have to have narked they don't have to be a tattletale but disney always writes in somebody who has like a i'm gonna tell on you energy pete pete 100 percent pete, pete every day or the pete? principal really the oh principal. yeah the principal too the principal is mad narc energy yeah. so, i feel gonna... like i feel like pj would stay quiet on things no matter what even if he was terrified goofy would not be smart enough to like rat out whoever needed to be ratted out because he doesn't even know yeah um but pete in the principal 100 percent. i feel like pete and the principal in the same syndicate that that tracks to me Uh, uh, you're 100 percent right adult narcs well Mm -hmm. they would um this the the next question is is the villain gay this movie doesn't really have a villain I, I think all the parents villain. are villains. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I guess Pete all the parents is are villains. Yeah. I, I guess Pete is technically the villain, but like he's more so just an arc. I feel, well, Girl. I think the principal is a closeted Republican. Yeah. There Girl, we go. you can spot well, that's really what I we got should add. Conversion therapies. <laughs> Very much yeah, so. 100%. And, and that is really a question we should add to this is spot the Republican. In Little Mermaid, <laughs> it's a shark spoiler really? alert oh. um, we were watching it we were all kind of high watching it and we we're like why is that shark republican and <laughs> it made sense you just got it that's true um huh. uh one is there a magical item that sets the story in motion we don't have that here another one is there's always a horse in every disney movie and when there's not a horse there's somebody who has horse energy is there a character here who is the horse and i can't explain it any more than that <laughs> 
Goofy, Goofy. has horse energy. His horse Goofy is, is the crazy. horse. Goofy is the horse, a hundred percent. Um. Uh. Oh, another favorite. Who of this? Who? And this is all about energy once again. Who is the Rosie O'Donnell? Ooh. That <laughs> oh, is, I that think is it might be Pete. Is, <laughs> I Pete don't know. Hold on. It's either Pete or or Paul Schaefer, the Bobby kid with the orange mohawk. Really? Okay. I don't know. That's my oh, takeaway. Okay, what does this mean? What does Rosie O'Donnell? So, mean? so I totally got it when we watch, no, 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 you probably have it right. That's the thing. Is it's a beautiful question that can have any answer. Um, when we watched Little Mermaid, there was somebody who came on, and Andy, my husband, was sure that that was Rosie O'Donnell playing it. It didn't sound anything like Rosie O'Donnell, but it had the energy, the character had the energy of Rosie O'Donnell. So ever since then, every time we ask, which character is Rosie O'Donnell? Which character could easily be played by Rosie O'Donnell and you wouldn't even bat an eye? I'm gonna go with Pete. I I can see Bobby too. Pete Pete makes sense. Uh, Yeah. Because whenever she got mad on... I used to watch Roseanne all the time when I was little. And when she Amazing. would get mad, she'd get loud like that. It'd be like, yeah, I feel Pete energy right there. Oh, no, not Roseanne Barr from Roseanne. Rosie O'Donnell. <gasps> oh, man. Now this has totally changed. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, now I don't have anybody. She could have been the secretary. The really chill secretary. <gasps> she could have been the like, secretary. Yeah, yeah, sit down. Okay. Just like but I, the person I would kids. love to know the backstory of is the secretary because I feel like she gets down and freaky because she was like 100% <laughs> mm-hmm. behind Max yeah. like doing the like mambo and I was like, I like good for you yes, let's do it <laughs> but I also don't think your first guest was that far I, th- I feel like Rosie O'Donnell would make a wonderful Pete probably yeah um, there's no villain death in this we all always ask does the villain's death involve falling because for some reason they always fall from a great height right before they die um mm. and then the last question which we can discuss a little bit is there an element of rich people trying to have sex with poor people because that seems to be in every disney movie really mm-hmm. i can see that in the little mermaid and in aladdin mm-hmm. <gasps> oh my god it is surprisingly oh. common God. Okay, I have this. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. The aristocrats. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, the aristocrats, yeah. Um, Ladies of Tramp? I don't know what Cinderella? it is. Oh my god. And if you think about it, Goofy is, takes pictures of people's kids at JCPenney. Mm-hmm. And um, Roxanne's dad. I mean, we don't really know what he does, but they're they're not. I guess they're not upset that he breaks their porch. Okay. And honestly, each person is powerline. I was gonna say, uh, yeah, I was gonna say maybe it's everybody trying to fuck powerline. Yeah, Everybody. I think that's what it is. So oh, yes, once again, yeah. it checks out. Yes. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for doing this. On a scale of one to ten, how much did you like this movie? Feel free to be honest. Watching it as an adult. I'm going to give it an eight because I liked a lot, but some things were problematic. And I was like, this was a nice stroll down. um, I don't know. Memory lane. I was like, this is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And as like someone who didn't have a great father, Goofy was amazing. That (laughs) That is is so nice. Also, thank you for keeping, thank you for keeping D and I, um, 
honest. We'll be working on our empathy after this. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I still stand I, by it. Goofy was Goofy was absolute trash and deserved everything he got. He's chaos. And he's I'll say that chaos. in court. And I'll say that in court. <laughs> I'll say that again. <laughs> I'll say I have to give it a five out of ten. I'm a tough critic. I'm a tough critic. And that is like two points docked for toxic masculinity. Yeah. And three points docked because this whole man's life was just about getting the girl. Like, boo boo. We got to get you to college. We got to do something. <laughs> life. Yeah, like, your self worth should not be based on a woman's opinion of you. Okay. I know. Um, Anybody's opinion, but yourself. In two years, we can't talk mm-hmm. about like. So like the just the thinness of the plot, but it was very heartfelt. It was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot really took it there for me. So um, I'm gonna stand by the other five out of ten. <gasps> Rosie O'Donnell is Bigfoot. <gasps> How did we That's miss it? it? That is. Give it. her a couple lines. She'd be a funny Bigfoot. Um, she was Bigfoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would give it. I'm gonna give it a. <sighs> I'm going to give it a, like a seven out of 10, I guess. Um, seven isn't real. You got to give it either six and below or eight and above. Oh, okay. Then I'll seven give it a six. Real? I'll stand by okay. my word. I'll give it a six. Fuck it. I'll give it a five. Um, <laughs> and all five points are for the soundtrack. The soundtrack of this movie is so good. I mean, okay. I take that back. Yeah. Powerline songs were good enough Thank to you. carry the whole thing. Because like when mm-hmm. Goofy's singing on the highway, I literally wrote down... <laughs> Listen to what I wrote down. His little bohemian rhapsody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? And he's trying to get these people who are like driving on the highway to sing with him. I'm like, I'm not trying to improvise a song with you. I literally wrote, when they started sharing their feelings through song for the second time, it's time to call Child Protective Services. It's time to call CPS. Was it not time to call CPS when this man took both of his hands off the steering wheel and like ignoring <laughs> Looking at the map? <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you both so much for being here. I hope you had a wonderful time. This is so much fun. Thanks for having us. Oh my God. Maybe I'll have you back. If we do another season, maybe I'll have you back next next season. We're doing some Pixar, maybe. Oh Oh my God. Can't wait. See, the parents are in Pixar. We know. Nemo, the nap, and the Incredibles, yes. Yeah. That's true. Okay. I'm really going to have to go like look outside into the darkness and think about how single dads have carried Disney because that was a revelation. <laughs> Meanwhile, all the moms are like in one room being like, we would love to be in a movie. We would love the shot to show up. And they're like, no, not right now. I don't think they're ready. <laughs> Barf. All right. Well, thank you both so much for being here. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is thetridentnetwork.com. And also, don't forget to follow Disney Adult on Instagram at at disney.adult.podcast.